When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... The interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Before we get started, let me appeal to your better nature that if you are not a subscriber to this series, I really do hope you take that moment to, uh, to do so, to become a subscriber. Uh, we put out multiple interviews every single week, new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with so many artists across so many genres. It is a really fun way to keep up with what's going on and new releases and, and reissues issues and anniversaries and everything like that so do what you need to do to subscribe you can do so uh, itunes and apple podcasts spotify youtube stitcher Podchaser, any of those places uh, anywhere you get your podcast from you can subscribe i'm kyle meredith and today my guest i'll be talking with Derek sanders you know him as the lead singer of mayday parade he has put out his very first solo ep called my rock and roll hearts now if that lyric sounds familiar Maybe it's because it comes from a Jimmy Eat World song called A Praise Chorus. And in fact, all five songs on this EP are covers. Derek's gone back to his, uh, his teenage years and coming-of-age years to look at some of the songs from bands like Jimmy Eat World and Saves the Day, Something Corporate, The Juliana Theory. So we'll be talking about uh, a lot of those and why he chose to do this EP. In fact, it stems back from a song called Goodbye Love 
from a Tallahassee band from the late 90s called But Lauren. It's a band that most of us have never heard of, and uh, and there's a reason for that. We'll get the backstory on all of that, as well as sort of take a look at the wider picture. You know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these songs, they could be categorized if you want to put them in the genre, you know, punk pop and emo and, and whatever else kind of came out of those sub-genres. And 20 years on, it's not only Derek that's looking back, but there's a resurgence right on time as music trends seem to happen. So we're definitely going to dive into that as well and get an update. Derek will tell you this is maybe the first in a whole series of these kind of EPs, but his concentration is, in fact, on the Mayday Parade. He says they're working on a new record, which should be coming along. I've got to ask some questions about it, especially as a band who is politically engaged, at least online. Should we be expecting those themes in the new record? So let's jump into it, talking about the EP, My Rock and Roll Hearts. It's Kyle Meredith with Derek Sanders. Hey, how you doing? I am enjoying this uh, this EP, My Rock and Roll Heart, so, so much. Uh, and I guess we'll start with the obvious stuff right here. So why this EP and, and why now? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for the compliment. It's, uh, it's really something that I've thought about doing for a long time, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, solo acoustic thing or, or whatever. And it's always been kind of in the back of my mind of like, you know, eventually I'd, I'd like to get around to doing that. And, you know, it's, it's been 14 years since we started Mayday Parade, which is just a crazy amount of time. And it's like, if I don't do it now, then I probably never will, you know. And, uh, and I actually, it was sort of these, these steps that happened uh, going, going back almost three years ago um, when I, I recorded the first song almost three years back. It was the cover of But Lauren uh, that I recorded for my wife, whose name is Lauren, for a Valentine's Day gift, basically. And then it kind of, from there, I, I showed it to Mike Hansen, the guy who wrote that song, and he he suggested that more people should hear it uh, and I should put it out in some way. And, and then, you know, the wheels started turning and I kind of just, it kind of just grew from there. And now here we are just on the verge of, uh, of putting it out. So it's, it's really exciting and it's been a long time in the works. I, I should say most of the tracks on here, all the other tracks are from bands that we are very familiar with, but But Lauren is the one, that's the obscurity, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's uh, is really cool about it. That you know, Mike Mike was in a couple bands in Tallahassee and never really uh, you know broke out, I guess, um, but had a, had a cool following here. And I, I loved going to his shows. And this was this was almost twenty years ago that we're talking about. So I'm I, I'm stoked that people get to hear his music in in, uh, in one form, you know, and uh, it's really cool. And hearing you talk about you know how how a lot of this music does trace back to your. Uh, coming of age years, whatever you want to call that, teens and 20s. I, I, I thought, you know, using that But Lauren uh, band as kind of the, the jumping off point, the platform, because now looking back two decades, what was music at that time like for you? I mean, what was that local scene like? It was incredible, really. It was it was a very special time and place. And I, I now, you know, obviously I'm not as connected with it, but I feel like things have changed so much and there aren't as many bands around here and there aren't as many shows around here. But there was such a cool scene in Tallahassee. There were so many bands, so many great bands, and a lot of people that we were all friends and we, you know, practiced in the same. There was a couple of different like warehouses around town that a bunch of bands would kind of share time with and hang out and, and play shows together and, and go to shows together. It was just a uh, it was a whole community uh, for, for a pretty long period of time, and, and uh, I feel like really inspired me and influenced me in, in so many ways. And uh, it's, it's, it's some of my favorite music that exists in the world is some of some of these bands from Tallahassee that nobody really knows. It's, it's interesting, too, because obviously now we can look back and see that something different was happening right then in, in music. I mean, uh, what things that would eventually be called, you know, emo and, and punk pop and all this stuff was was coming on the rise and everything. And were were you aware that this was something different happening with music at that time? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was hard to to know exactly what it was, but or, or what it would become or anything. But it was definitely, you know, I feel like I was like the the, the right age for you know for all when when this kind of all happened. It felt like it was this underground thing for a while that we kind of got connected to and. You, you sort of saw it just, you know, build and explode. And that was, you know, right around the time that we started to play this kind of music. And because and, I've been I've been playing music and love music going back since I was a you know young kid. And uh, my older brother kind of got me into just rock music, really, uh, and would show me all different kinds of bands. I was really into 90s rock and then a lot of classic rock. And, and I started playing music when I was about 10. And, you know, once I was, I guess, about, you know, 14 or so is when I started getting into these bands, uh, you know, Jimmy World and Saves the Day and, you know, Newfound Glory and all that, and uh, really just kind of, you know, changed my, my world and, and uh, especially musically. And it was just such a such a cool time. And I had no idea if these were just like small bands that were going to be small bands forever. And we were just like this tiny little scene. But, but it, you know, now, of course, it's this huge thing and uh it's it's the how long it's lasted and the fact that there's people that have grown up with it it's still it still means a lot to them uh i think is really cool and it's not just you know like a phase and uh yeah it's a, it's a powerful thing of course it's right on time with it with the way trends work i mean genres you know they, they have their peaks and maybe plateau for a little bit but you know we're 20 years on and it seems like this ep couldn't be more perfectly timed because i'm seeing that everywhere again like a lot of these bands you know, whether or not they ever left or took a break or anything, but it seems like the spotlight is a lot heavier. And, and maybe even, you know, as, uh, you know, being part of a band like Mayday Parade, I, I don't know if you can see that as well or if you're too, too in the thick of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, but I, but I definitely think, yeah, there's like these these bands that have like, they're kind of like legendary in a sense, you know, like a lot of, you know, the these early these bands that, that I, you know, Jimmy World and Juliana Theory and Saves the Day are kind of like, they've, at least to me, and I feel like to a lot of people, like you look, they're like these, these legends and it's such a cool thing. And uh, yeah. Well, that one, especially, you know, I'll hit Jimmy Eat World there and you've got the first single with a praise chorus. Let's first say Bleed American is easily one of the greatest albums of all time. And uh, I, I would love to hear how, you know, your connection came with that record, because I know it means a lot to me. It, it is uh, undoubtedly one of the, the greatest albums ever, especially one of the greatest rock albums ever. And actually, for, for me, Clarity, the one before that one, uh, is my personal favorite Jimmy World album. And it's one of my top, probably th- top three albums of, of all time for me. I just love Clarity so much. And then Bleed American, of course, is it's right up there. It's so close to, you know, it's my, my second favorite. But yeah, it was cool because I had not so like cool guy or whatever, but I, I've got into clarity and then it wasn't like super well known and then bleed american kind of blew up and had a lot of friends that were talking about like oh there's this new band jimmy Eat world and i was like oh man like <laughs> they're not a new band i've been listening to them for years but anyway like that was uh it was so cool to yeah the way they blew up on on that album and it's just yeah it, it rocks so hard and and the song of praise chorus is just undeniable and such a great great song and it's, it works really well doing an acoustic like this and uh having daniel lancaster sing on it was very cool and uh do, do you remember uh that that record was one of the 9-11 releases right it's, they, they changed the the name of it right it, like it's, it's officially or it became self-titled after that right yeah and i think they, they didn't flip it back until the deluxe edition came out that was uh my, my very first gig in radio when i got to be a music director that was the very first choice i had i got to make and and they weren't pushing the middle yet. They were pushing the title track with Bleed American. And I thought, this is going to be... Because I knew the Lucky Denver Mint single. I didn't know the Clarity record, but I knew that single. And I thought, this is going to be huge. And I, I put my stake in that song so hard, and it disappeared completely a week later. You know, so it was, it was yeah. a weird time, you know? 
Absolutely, yeah. But I do love the way you all did it. And, and again, so Daniel Lancaster, can you put the spotlight on him and tell us tell us about Daniel too? Because he takes the bridge in the song with the uh, the Tommy James parts. Right. Yeah. So Daniel's somebody I've known for you know a long time since I was probably about eighteen years old, and he's Jason Lancaster's younger brother. You know, Jason was in Made a Parade for the first year, and Daniel's just a super talented dude and a great guy and we've always kind of you know tried to work on music together when we get the chance and this specific song kind of came together we both were playing uh an event for a friend of ours kind of just like a a, somewhat of a charity kind of kind of thing and we we, we talked about doing a song together and i told him i was i was doing a praise chorus and he wanted to come sing it with me so he came out and this was before i had tracked the song for the cover and i just loved the way you know it, it sounded live with him and so when i did the song of course i you know asked him to come over to my house and, and sing it and he did and it was great and then he'll actually be coming out these shows that i'm doing he's going to be coming out and, and playing acoustic as well so he'll come up and sing that song with me and uh should be a special thing so what else do we expect from the tour i mean you're just doing like uh it's just a handful of dates on this right yeah it's just three shows i mean i i kind of wanted to just you know yeah keep it simple and and uh just do something kind of around the release we're actually you know made parade's kind of gearing up to go into the studio to record some songs so kind of a lot going on and uh um but that's kind of the idea with this and, and part of what's really nice about it is that i can you know when we have these breaks of a month and a half or or so you know with made parade touring and whatnot i can easily just jump out and and do a couple shows here and there and keep it as simple as that. You know, I don't know that I'll really, you know, go out on any, any long stretch of, of touring necessarily with this, but um, hopefully kind of make my way around and it's easy enough for me just to fly with my guitar and, and uh, play a few shows here and there and just fill in, fill in some of those gaps. So this is kind of just the, the beginning of that, really. Yeah. Now, do you plan on mixing some of the Mayday Parade songs in there with covers and, and whatever else? I've been working on, you know, all of that, and I, I'm looking at a list in front of me of uh, all the, you know, potential songs that I might play for this. And I'll, I'll probably, I, I think I've, you know, kind of settled on doing just one Mayday Parade song because I've, I've been torn between, you know, on the one side of it, I, I, I don't want to make the guys feel weird about any of this. And if I'm, and if I'm off playing a bunch of Mayday Parade songs by myself, you know, I feel like that, that's just kind of a strange thing. And But then on the other hand, I know that a lot of folks coming to these shows are we, would maybe want to hear um, some Mayday stuff, and so I figure if I can if I can just play one song at the end, maybe kind of keep everybody happy and <laughs> make it work like that. But then I'm also doing yeah, I'm doing the five covers on the EP. I'll do a handful more covers, and, I'm an, and there's a handful of songs that I've written that I've just never done anything with that I'll be playing as well. And uh, so it's a it's a pretty solid mix. So it sounds like there's an opportunity like this is the first of maybe a series of this uh, sort of acoustic thing. I mean, do you plan on getting to that other stuff and keeping this going? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the idea. And, you know, again, with all this, I feel like uh, this is kind of a, a side, you know, it's a side project. And, I, and I, I'm putting most of my focus and energy into Mayday Parade as always. But I, I do want to get back and, and I've actually, actually already have recorded a handful of these original songs I've talked about that I haven't done anything with. I've, I've recorded and I plan to release at some point and in some way. Um, and then I'm, I'm actually already interested in, in doing more of these covers. I just I love the way these all turned out and they were so much fun to do and they're a lot of fun to play live. So I kind of figure why not just, you know, kind of keep doing that. And I've recorded all this stuff at my house so far. So it's, it's easy to just do 
uh, whenever I have some free time. So yeah, I, I do plan on on continuing to record more music and, and play more shows and uh, see see how it all goes. That's exciting. Well, in the meantime, I, I know as you mentioned, you got more uh, dates with Mayday Parade. I, I also saw you guys are doing. Maybe it's already happened, but the the vinyl sales went to a Gift of Adoption. Right. So that was a that was kind of a different. That's the there were two bands that came together to form Mayday Parade. There was a band called Defining Moment and a band called Kid Named Chicago and. That's kind of, you know, when I mentioned that period of time where all these bands, you know, played shows together and were friends, we, those two bands were very close and, um, and that's made it pretty sort of formed from members of each of those bands, you know, leaving those bands and coming together to form Mayday Parade, but there's, there's you know, music from both those older bands that still means a lot to us and, and to some people. And so we decided to press some of those songs onto a vinyl. We just kind of self-released it. Uh, and because there's so many people involved with it and we didn't want, you know, there to be, uh, you know, money to really even be uh, a consideration. It was just kind of, let's just, this is a cool thing to do. Let's put it out and let's, you know, give all the profits to a charity uh, and and we you know chose the gift of adoption fund which is which is great and they help people uh, you know finance their adoptions and they don't discriminate based on you know race or, or gender or sexual preference or any of that so uh, yeah and then we did a show we did an acoustic show back the day after Thanksgiving in November where uh, I played some old defining moment songs acoustic and Jason played some kid named Chicago songs acoustic and then we got together at the end and did Jimmy all over together and it was a it was a cool thing it was a very cool uh, event and I'm really happy with how that all turned out and glad to have been a part of that yeah no I, I love hearing that you guys are a part of stuff like that and everything and, and I, I know you you know you stay engaged like the rest of us and did, did, does the band become part of the campaign trail this year do you all see your voice being used in that way uh yeah i mean we've always like had a hard time i guess like finding like that that ground or like like where we because you know there's between the five of us we all agree on a lot of things but there's you know like it's in the past we've kind of had a rule of like just you know staying out of of any of that but i think recently that's that's kind of opened up more opened up more and and we, we try not to go too nuts with like our you know like personal opinions and putting them into you know our music and our message and everything but i feel like things are just so crazy in the world right now and we're in this position where people listen to the things that we say and, and it's, you know, you don't want to, uh, I guess, like waste that and you want to, you want the world to be a better place and do it, make your uh, impact be a positive one. And, and so I feel like we're kind of, you know, just navigating that, but yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And Derek, uh, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for the time and congratulations. I really do love this EP, my rock and roll hearts. I can't wait to hear what other covers comes on the next round. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take it easy. And my thanks, Derek Sanders. Again, the new EP, My Rock and Roll Hearts. Check that out as we look forward to the uh, next uh, release from the Mayday Parade as well. It's exciting. And thanks to you, by the way, for checking out the series. Uh, Again, uh, if you haven't already, become a subscriber. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And and maybe if you get some inspired, you can give the uh, series a rating. Leave a review as well. After that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews as well. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can find me on any social media platform, at Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.